I'm joined now by Tracy West, CEO of Dorset-based charity Word Forest Organisation, who was up at COP26. Tracy, good morning. Good morning. I think Chris has absolutely nailed it there. I don't think you need me. I just follow that. <laughs> Do you think uh, it's that disappointing? On a great many levels, unfortunately, I really do. Um, There were so many things we could have done. The fact that fossil fuels were, you know, conspicuous in their absence, uh, those just those very words was deeply disappointing to many people, particularly those who were representing the indigenous people around the planet, uh, by the way, who had absolutely no nowhere near as much audience as they should have had at COP26. It's not surprising, is it, that some countries like India are not going to be able to cope with the removal of fossil fuels and coal. They've still got to keep their lights on. You can't remove one without the other. And they've got their people to think of. You've got hospitals that need to survive and they need power. And that needs to be done in a way that looks after their people, doesn't it? In all honesty, we've we've really kind of nailed the situation of, of, of power. We can do solar, we can do wind, we can do tidal, we can solve the issues. The big problem that we have is battery storage. That is a problem. It hasn't been sorted yet. But on the whole, we can do clean power. There is no need to be digging down in the ground, fracking, um, uh, pulling out oil. It just it's completely counterintuitive to living, you know, it to our our very survival. We have to transition across and we have the tools there. The money is there. The will isn't, unfortunately, because they still want to make as much money as they can from fossil fuels. And that's just completely and utterly bonkers. They are kicking the can down the road. What did you think about the logging? Because that really started COP26 with the move to stop illegal logging. And then if you were to pick up your newspapers or your news feeds on your smartphone now, it's a slightly grey area because it was to ban illegal logging. But of course, (laughs) a lot of Brazil allows legal logging. So get rid of illegal, but it allows legal logging of the rainforest. It's very interesting, actually, because I spent a a long time talking to a very senior minister from Brazil who, interestingly enough, refused to go on camera um, or on uh, or on uh, voice recorder. But, um, yeah, he 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 talked about this and he said, you know, the problem with Jair Bolsonaro is he, he has such bad press, but we're doing so many good things, including this, including that. I think the problem is, is in the papers, you'll get the headlines of things. I can talk about the reality of a logging ban in Kenya. So we plant trees in the tropics. And so let's think 2018, I believe, a logging ban came into play. And it was across the whole of Kenya. It was for it was for legal and illegal trees. Everything just drew, drew to a halt. While they did a, a kind of an analysis of where the country was uh, in terms of their trees and what they were what they were taking down. Now the issue with that is all the people that were in legal work doing their thing suddenly had no wages. There was no provision made for anybody to get any money at all. And so, I mean, it was devastating. There just wasn't that forward thinking. So I suspect this will be another another Kenyan logging ban. It's it's not going to solve the problem. Far wider and clearer thinking needs to be in place. And actually, the biggest thing that needs to be done is huge investment in planting trees in the tropical zones, 
where they grow up to 10 times faster than anywhere else on the planet. You know, if you're going to plant trees anywhere, get them in the ground in, in, in the tropical areas. And also the critical part is humanitarian support for the people who are planting and caring for those trees. That's how we're going to solve this. And that just wasn't mentioned anywhere. Tracy, before we finish talking, on a outside of all the policy decisions, mm. on a very personal level, I wondered if you would share with me what your weekend has felt like for you off the back of COP26. How are you making sense of it? Good, good, good question. Um, we were lucky enough. Word Forest is a, a very small charity. We raised funds to go up independently of any donations given to us. We had three corporate partners who gave us the money to go to COP. 13 of us at our height, this is all volunteers, were up at COP26 working their, working their buns off, literally, writing, showing videos, doing everything they possibly could to show what was not being shown on the media. Um, and by the way, it's at wordforest.org slash COP26. So we didn't stop. We literally didn't stop. Uh, I would say everybody, we've all had tears. We've all had frustration. We've all had a wonderful connection between each other, trying to do the best we can for our children, for our grandchildren, for kids we haven't even got yet. And I think there is a point uh, everybody felt, I certainly feel that I have done enough I have done all I can. If I had done any more, I would have literally keeled over in exhaustion. As it is, I've picked up a cold, and that's going to take a bit of a while to shake off. But mm. we've done all we can. What we need to press for now is climate leadership from all of our governments. And while we're doing that, the grassroots groups, the people that are just cracking on and doing great green initiatives, just crack on and do it because – you know, the government can say all they like. They can quote figures here, there and everywhere. They're so inaccurate. We've Tracy. got two degrees of level baked in. We just need to keep going and stay optimistic despite the dark news. Tracy West, their CEO and fundraiser at Word Forest Organisation in Lyme. With-